0: All right, hey, good day, everybody. Welcome, welcome.
1: Ricky Frank, long time no see. Nice to see ya. Paulo's here. Hello, Aaron. Hello, Scott. Hello, Tamara. Welcome, everybody. Uh, just so y'all know, um as we get as we get going, you can unmute yourselves anytime. Um, the session is going to be pretty organic and free flowing. I've got, uh, I've got a handful of pre-asked questions, which I'll start out with and then we can, um, just kind of popcorn style, ask all of you, what questions you have, what support you need. Um, you know, essentially we've scheduled this time to just come together so I'm gonna press the record button oh no we are already recording well that was easy Um, yeah so today is ultimately uh, opportunity to come together as a community um, when we when we're brainstorming ideas here um, it's not just me who's doing the coaching Uh, this is an invitation for all of us if anybody has feedback or ideas or anything that's that you can contribute to a conversation or somebody's challenges. I mean, we are a global community of teachers from all over the world. We've all been, uh, many of us have been working online, building courses, teaching workshops, all that sort of stuff for, for quite a long time. And so, um, it's really what we can contribute together. Um, of course, I'm very opinionated, so I'm sure I'll have opinions about everything that we're talking about today. Um, but i'm grateful you all made the time today. Uh, this is you know living through crazy times right now. Uh, none of us have ever experienced the uh, the space that we're traveling through right now on planet Earth, and uh, I am definitely holding my intentions that whatever's happening to humanity right now that the transformation be for our highest good, and that um, each of us here who's showing up right now clearly has something that we can offer. Uh, our communities, whether our communities are big or whether our communities are just a small group of people that need our support right now, it doesn't really matter the numbers. Uh, the fact that we're showing up and that we're opening ourselves to offer our services and to, um, to contribute in a good way is, is what it's really all about right now. Um, and, you know, I've been working online for 15 years full time, uh, this has been my gig. For a long time, I've done a lot of businesses, I've created a lot of ideas and stuff. So there's quite a bit of experience there. And uh, I would say uh, specifically this last two to three weeks, there has never been a better time to be offering value on the internet. Everybody's sitting at home and you can only get so much Netflix into your system before you overload, which means uh, people are gonna be coming to learn and connect and share stories and download other information aside from COVID-19 so hopefully um, you know my intentions for the next uh, hour and 15 minutes is um, hopefully to contribute as much value to all of you and hopefully um, when one person is asking for support or asking a question that ultimately however the answers come through that's that that answer can benefit all of you and open up new ideas and new pathways for you. Um, and so again, for those of you just joining, it's going to be pretty organic. Um, I want to, I want to work through as many of the questions that are here as we possibly can. Um, after I ask the first four that, um, that have been asked before we started here. Um, then we'll just do popcorn style. I'll open it up and basically it will be a race to raise your finger if you want to um, have your question answered. So that is, that's the name of the game. Thanks for showing up, everybody. Um, haven't done one of these. Usually the, the mastermind stuff is is just to our small group of people that are a part of that that edge of the world inside of the magic media community. And it's nice to, See so many people, and uh, Zed Show, howdy, another salt springer just showed up to the party. That's lovely. Uh, yeah, so I'm gonna jump into the questions that I have here, and then open it up. Um, so question one is Jane. Jane, are you here right now? Uh, no, no Jane. Oh, Jane, you are here. Okay, perfect. So this one comes to you, so um, you can unmute yourself if you want. And your question is, do you have suggestions about presenting e-courses for families? I'm thinking that I want to present to kids, but I know the parents or other caring adults are the gatekeepers, and the adults who would likely be drawn to the material are those who uh, may limit digital media for their kids. Uh, Your courses have to do with sharing the magic of nature and herbalism with kids, so with quests and stories on the way to help kids develop a strong relationship with nature and especially the world of plants. So... I definitely have experience in this arena. We have a three and a half year old. We definitely limit his screen time um, to a very minimal. He's actually just off of uh, seven days of no screen time for throwing some temper tantrums. So we took it away, and he's been like an angel the last five days. It's been amazing. Um, and uh, basically, our rule is he only he only watches educational stuff. It's got to be teaching him stuff you know, we've, we've done the entertainment route and there's always a meltdown when it's time to shut it off. Um, so that's, that's definitely the the protocol for us. Um, I worked with youth all over the world, um, from 2007 to 2009 after releasing a viral video and, uh, Ultimately you have to cater if you regardless of the gatekeepers, you have to cater your content to the kids. If parents see good content for the kids, they're going to let their kids watch it. Um, there's a, one of the the things that we let Soren, our son watch is uh, cosmic kids yoga on YouTube. You might want to check it out. She's doing a brilliant job um, of just teaching kids yoga in an interactive way through storytelling. And it's so much fun and you know we see soren he can do a 20 30 minute yoga practice where he's just following along and listening to these stories and it's it's really really special so i think for what you're doing you're totally on the right track of um creating quests or treasure hunts in the forest where they're going out and searching for uh Different magical elements, whether it's a specific kind of tree or specific kind of mushroom, or whatever it might be, that you're you're giving them a list of things to go out and do. And then, um, if you have a community space, uh, anybody with a community space, like one of the biggest things for engagement is getting people to come back to share what they discovered or what they learned as they were doing it. So, is all of that um, speaking to where you're already thinking? you're going to yeah. go with it?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really good to hear your perspective and, and I've got that cosmic kids yoga cause it'd be great to see what people are doing that. Oh,
0: yeah.
2: cause I have a feeling you're <laughs> so the folks that I, I'm considering uh, marketing to are probably, you know, similar to what you think about
0: me. Yeah.
1: Yourself. Yeah. I mean for, for us right now, um, We're going out and we're searching for Erskine the Elf, which is this elf on Salt Spring Island. So we go looking for fairy doors all the time. Um, Just the other day, you know, I convinced him to hike a mountain because there's a fairy door at the top of the mountain. And we're going to go leave presents for Erskine to see if he'd come out and say hello. And it's like doing that sort of stuff, creating games is definitely what it's all about. Um, there's another really cool game, uh, a board game for kids called Wildcraft. Uh, Is it Wildcraft? Yeah, Wildcraft that we just got for Christmas. And Soren at like three and a half is so into it. He just wants to sit around the table and play this board game about collecting herbs for like an hour at a time. It's, it's really amazing how it holds his attention span and it's teaching him all about herbalism, which is really cool. Yeah, that's a great game. So yeah. so do you have uh just you know while the spotlight's on you do you have um one or two ideas that you want to share of of first offerings you think you're going to try as like a beta test
3: yeah i
2: you know i want to do it small but i i, I have been teaching um Earl camps for kids for a number of years and putting story elements in in with that so doing a sort of online version of where the trees have secrets for you and then there's different things that you know nature skills that you learn as you go out that are the, the the trees telling you how to do things and then finding the whatever the treasures that kind of thing so yeah.
1: fun fun and do you um have you done much like video production yet is that uh, is that a new skill or is that something you're familiar with
2: well i'm learning fast because I, nice. I have a part-time job as a nature instructor and that's what we have yep. to do right now. <laughs> so, sweet
1: sweet um I just bought the the new iphone 11 pro max and the i a year ago i never would have recommended anybody ever create paid offerings on the internet with a phone but these new phones are ridiculous like it's it's replaced my three thousand dollar um sony camera it's it's so good and you can buy like these phones are now zero dollars down so you just go like switch in your old phone you get a zero dollar phone that has a professional recording capacity and then um I bought the um it's the Rode Mic Go it's a little kit the the Rode mics lapel mics are like tiny so you can carry them in your pocket they're so little um and the quality is amazing they're 350 bucks for this little setup uh and yeah Rode Mic Go that's right Frederick um and it's 350 bucks Canadian. So for you Americans, that's like $10 or something like that. I think um, so it's like next to nothing. And um, you just need to make sure you get the adapter cause these silly new phones with their, their little adapter thing doesn't work. So there's a, an adapter that you have to use from the road, mic to your phone adapter to make it all, all work. Um, if somebody reminds me in the thread below, I'll post exactly what you need to get to go with your phone to have high quality audio and and video with the the new smartphones. Um, And if you're not an iPhone person, I mean any of the new phones, the uh, the Huawei, the Google Pixel, um, all of the newest phones that just came out this year all have these epic 4K cameras that you can create movie quality videos on your phone. Um, and what I love cause I don't do the editing when I'm going out and doing stuff is while I'm shooting, you know, I don't have a memory card. I'm literally every clip I like, I'm uploading it straight to a Google drive folder in the order that I want my editor to edit stuff. And then I just send him an email at the end with instructions and it's, it's made life so easy. So, um, that would definitely be a recommendation is start playing and, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool what you can do with a phone these days.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, great, thank you. And thanks for the recommendation about the mic too, that's something I'd forgotten that it would be good thing to have around anyway. If you have,
1: yeah, if you have good quality audio, I mean, it takes everything, makes everything 10 times better. Um, and then the other thing is uh, for stock music, uh, there's a really great site, Epidemic Sound, um, we have a subscription with them. It's $15 a month and you get unlimited music So if you plan to make a bunch of videos and you know, you need music you can search music by mood and theme and uh, There's also tons of sound effects in there Which I mean if you're making magical videos and bringing people into that sound effects can help Yeah, um, yeah. yeah I would uh, you know just recommend binge watching some some vlogs on YouTube Uh, that are produced specifically for kids and just watch um, how they're shooting them and try and duplicate that and uh, Always go out with a plan have a shot list shot lists are so important Whether you're shooting on a green screen or you're shooting a vlog or whatever Just like know what your main points are covering and know some specific shots that you have to get Um, And if you watch, you know the most popular vlogs on YouTube and in any different field they're being shot very creatively with the phones. Uh, and another piece, uh, another element, especially for shooting out in nature is, uh, getting a gimbal, a stabilizer for the, the camera. So I just bought this smooth four. It's like $129 Canadian on Amazon. And it's amazing what you can do with this gimbal. Um, it, like you could run full speed through the forest and it would just be a glide. It's so cool. Um, and there's a lot of, interesting features that you can use for it with, um, uh, with your phone. So it's, yeah, the gimbal smooth four or the, the, uh, Zion smooth four is what I just purchased. So like with the smooth four and, uh, the new, the, the newer phones for video and the, um, that road might go uh, like $500 for all of that. And you've got a pretty amazing production kit
2: that's really cool how about um for capturing nature sounds um with a, with a mic that i would i assume that the mic you're talking about is more for speaking but like how Yeah
1: for um yeah i it it won't capture as much cuz the lapels are meant to be capture right up close um i just purchased uh what is it the rode oh it's it's a rode mini it's specifically for the cell phones again i can post it in the links cuz i just Bought it a few weeks ago and been playing around with it a bunch. That'd probably be better. More of like a shotgun mic will help you pick it up if you're looking to use your phone. Um, And at the same time, if you're not getting the nature sounds, epidemic sound, there's so many nature sounds, you could just add them in.
2: (laughs) Okay, that's great. Thank you. Yeah, that's great.
1: And Ricky asks, can I stream using my phone? Um, Yes, Uh, you can stream, you know, if you have good connection, you could stream... I mean, I've, you could stream a zoom call, you could stream Facebook live, all that sort of stuff you can, um, for sure. And I mean, you'll get higher quality, probably streaming via your phone with the cameras in your phone than you would like the camera in a laptop, unless you're getting the newest MacBook pros, which probably have a little bit better cameras, but, but yeah, you can, these things right here are pretty, pretty magical for online creators. Um, And then, yeah, just like editing software. And if, you know, the editing game is, it's a whole other game. And that's why knowing your shot list is really important because that, that means you know exactly what you're going out to, to get. And I mean, what we've learned over the years is pre-production is 70% of the work, planning your lesson, planning your locations, planning what shots you need to get. And if you have those plans, even if it's not like, fully detailed and clear and you haven't like drawn storyboards and stuff. You don't have to do that, but just having an idea of what you need to capture uh, is going to save you so much time specifically in post-production. Cause if you know exactly what you need to get, then you get it, you upload that to your, you know, your folder and and then you go edit just that little segment that you know you needed to get. Um, So that's definitely a recommendation there.
2: Fantastic. Yeah, thank you. That's really good advice.
1: <laughs> cool, well, glad. Hopefully that saves you years. <laughs> I wish I would've listened to that advice years ago. We would've saved a lot of time.
2: Yeah, wish I had this like three days ago when I started working some video for the nature thing. It's like, oh, and I learned half your lessons there. <laughs> thank you. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and then for, for editing, I mean, there's so many good editing software out there. Really, like, if you're not using green screen, it's, there's a lot of stuff you can use that, that can, it's pretty easy. And, um, I mean, if you're using green screen, definitely go through our green screen magic course in the membership cause it's going to teach you how to edit. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you're not YouTube the, like learning, editing it just like start with whatever video you have and, YouTube, the question, whatever the question is that you have on like, how do I add music? How do I fade in? How do I, you know, cut and in an hour or two hours of patience, you'll have it figured out and you'll know the system.
2: Yeah. great. Yeah.
1: Cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's
2: good. Well, when you, you, you get,
1: when you get your first video up post in the community, we'd love to take a look.
2: Okay. Fantastic. I will. Yeah.
1: Deal. Um, okay, Scott, you are next. Um, so please slice and dice pricing alternatives for two versions of the same short courses inside a free to join mighty network leadershiponline.com.au a version with coaching equals premium and the other without coaching is the cheapy market spread prices for leadership coaching are two to $500, uh, Australian dollar per hour. So video conference version is middle to low range. My question is about how to differentiate and at the same time present both versions is great value worth more than the price. Um, good question. Um, I'm actually just working on a, uh, a whole article I'm trying to, I'm reflecting on all of the business models I've ever done over the years. And there's been so many for all the things that I've done as well as other business models that I haven't done uh, just to like show people that there's no, uh, there's no one way to do online courses. There's no one way to run a membership site uh, or our businesses. I mean, there's, there's a ton of different ways that you can do this. And so to answer your question with what you're going with of having a free network and then a paid course and then a paid course with the option for more coaching. Uh, question for you, is the coaching group coaching or is it one-on-one coaching? Both. Both, okay, cool. Uh, I mean one one simple way to do it is similar to how we've had our our network set up is you have the the courses um, you know say two hundred dollars for the course and then when people go inside the course and when they register for the course um, in your you know featured in inside of like the micro community of that particular course and we're talking Mighty networks for everybody um, that may not be on Mighty networks, so inside of uh, that course community section have a featured post that is uh promoting the the coaching and say we'll just call it a mastermind for simplicity's sake and uh and then have those pricing packages there and then for the group coaching i would say position that more as a group so uh, you have the course inside of your mighty network and then people can pay for this group. So if the course is $200, then maybe the group, uh, the the smaller group with group coaching might be a couple hundred dollars a month or whatever pricing you're going to go with there. Um, and one of the benefits of having the group set up is, um, is that you have a micro community that they have each other as well as you. And that's, that's going to help a lot. Like our, our magic mind group inside of our community is it's amazing. Uh, it's so cool to see how people are supporting each other and how over I mean it's been four years that we've been building this this group who every two weeks we do two hour Zoom calls just like this uh, and to see how they're supporting each other and they know each other's businesses and they like we've all been going through a lot of growth together um, so having that is it's a pres- it's a special valuable feature for people to join um, and then also inside of that group you can have a call to get personal coaching from you. And then once you set up the systems, um, you know through Zapier, you can set up automations quite easily. That when you see somebody has joined your course, uh, you can have invitations to join the the group, the paid group, as well as invitations to join the private coaching. Um, does that is that good advice for you, or is, do you want to go deeper?
4: No, that's a that's a start. Thank you, Brad. Uh, The structure for us includes a a bigger group. Um, The alumni is about 1,200 and they're mostly clinicians. So they're from medical officers to allied health professionals and the mighty network is at the moment about 220. So there's a big active group. If If we put on a live event, which we're not doing this year, yeah, with a uh, hundred people in the room. And yeah. um, uh, oh, they, they climb all over each other like a box of puppies. They're just so happy to be together. <laughs> you know, the, the fact that they're not alone and the connections that they have in the room. I mean, people fly 2,000 kilometres to be there. Um, and so it's a huge, energetic, you know, noisy, raucous, you know, really fun yeah. So to translate that, which is once a year and really special, into something that's always available online a little bit at a time. Um, you know, so, from last October to now, we've got 220. I'd like that to be 1,000 by the end of this year. So, they're not big numbers in the community. Yeah. And the, the separate price that you're talking about, um, I hadn't thought of having the, 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 the group being separate to the course because I want the community to be helping the new participants. Yep. So we're kind of opening that up to them. So I'm still trying to figure out how do I sell the tickets to the new participants to do stuff online and have the community there to help them for free. Yep. Two separate places inside a mighty network. That's kind of what I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, no, that's a, it's a good question. Um, I mean, one of the things that
1: we do inside of, uh, say the great e-course adventure, which is going to be switching up is, uh, everybody does a progress log. Um, so right now when you go into the great e-course adventure or adventure log is what we call them in that one. Um, essentially it's one thread for each participant in that course and uh, definitely like go into the great e-course adventure and we're done this call and watch our adventure log post. Uh, in our start here section of that course and basically it's like w- you keep an ongoing journal that we encourage people to enter into at least once a week updating your progress on like what are you learning what is your mission this week etc uh, but we're going through a bunch of restructuring in the coming weeks which you all hear about next week Um, And those adventure logs are going to be a part of the main community so that everybody's gleaming value from everybody's transformational journey and updating their progress Um, and so for you having an adventure log that is based on the curriculum whether it's in your course or the main community having a, a reason for people to keep posting their process in a main part will serve the whole but also for people that are paying more money, having a private place where you can have, even if it's like simply the schedule of upcoming group coaching calls and the videos from the past coaching calls that they can log into. But you know, it's up to you as the facilitator of the community to keep people, give people a reason to keep coming back to the main central communication space, which would be your main network. Um, and if people are, uh, if people are posting progress logs of some sort on how, um, how they're running their business or, or whatever the theme is for those progress logs, uh, people that aren't in the private mastermind will probably become more inspired to get into the mastermind because they're going to see how activated and engaged all the people that are a part of that closed container are. And that's only gonna benefit everybody. It's gonna add value to the conversations that are happening. It's gonna inspire people that might be less engaged to get more engaged. Um, it could be a good thing.
4: Thank you. There's, um, can I extend this with one more question? There's something yep. we do once a week, which is putting up um, what we call a real leadership story. So we'll zoom in to view a practitioner or a, an alumni just to share an experience for, you know, good and bad experiences. But to get to the point of something that they've learned, a bit like your adventure log, you know, this is what happened and this is what I've learned. Yeah. Hearing those experiences, they're mostly, uh, I think the longest one's 11 minutes. Most of them are about four or five. If they get really big, I cut them in half. Yeah. Uh, That's been really engaging, but there's kind of a trap for me because uh, I, I can see looking at Vimeo, a whole lot of people are coming in and watching those videos because they're it's public, it's a free, you know, um, open access. I have not put it in a private space. Mm. I'm getting traffic on those videos, but they're not joining. Right. So, so my device was the, you know, if you join, you'll get notice of, you'll get, you know, you'll see when things are posted, that sort of gear. Um, so I'm wondering about putting some of those um Appealing features in a private space and and where to put the boundary between what's freely available and what's public
1: yep Have you gone through our going mighty workbook yet? The uh, The going mighty is the mighty network setup course that we built Um, Um, Yes, there's a little section around pricing inside of that um, and what's what to give away for free and what to Uh, charge money for so i think it's it's really understanding like where is the value inside of the community the it may not necessarily be the content it might be more the conversations the people and the common purpose of why everybody's there um so to watch a video is one thing but to join a conversation and a group of like-minded people is a completely other thing that that helps to ground you into whatever the teachings are. Um, So I think speaking to that a little bit more, also maybe rewatching the, uh, the ones that you've done and see how clear the call to action is to join the community. Um, Are you really showcasing why joining is such a good idea, why people would want to do that. So the call to call to action is really clear. Um, I know a lot of us that are doing good work in the world can, Uh, be a little soft in selling the value of what we're offering people. And so I would say like, are you really owning the value that people will receive when they join your community? And is that communicated well? And is it communicated clearly so that people be like, that's exactly what I want. Um, And if it's not, then experiment with the new call to action at the end, like really write that script, try it for three or four episodes, see if your numbers increase a little bit. Um, And then, yeah, The other thing that I'll say is like our vlogs that we're just starting to get into, of course, COVID-19 kind of flipped the world upside down and we haven't produced a new one for uh, two or three weeks, but um, we're also making all of those episodes uh, podcasts so that people can also find us via audio on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. So it's repurposing uh, for you, Vimeo, but for us, YouTube vlog videos um, and just having them be available as audio only uh, can also help you reach, you know, way more people. Cause I know, uh, you know, in the e-learning space has changed a lot. It used to be everybody's watching videos and still videos are, you know, highly consumed, but more and more people are getting on the audio train. And so to have, uh, whatever you're doing for the videos also available as audio is only going to increase the odds of people following and finding you. Uh, And it's very easy to do. I mean, if you set up a SoundCloud player with the RSS feed, it automatically sends it to Google play Spotify and um, uh, and iTunes automatically every time you upload a new episode. So it's once the system's in place, it's very, very easy to do.
4: Thank you. And the call to action stuff is, is weak. It's not clear. Great. Um, so, one, one question. Good to about know. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, listening to something like um, Seth Godin's podcast, he'll use a, a call to action stuff in the introduction once he's put a hook in, and then at the end, or others that I listen to are in the middle. Um, so for the video stuff that we're talking about with just a few minutes, is there any wisdom on the, 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 beginning, the middle or the end, or is it all of the above? Um, I mean, if it's, if it fits, you can thread it throughout.
1: Um, and if it doesn't fit, then, I mean, if it's only four minutes, then just putting it in at the end is, is a good idea. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I think that, I think that's plenty. But if Seth Godin's telling you to do something, I mean, at least try it, see how it works. The man's a bit of a genius. So um, I, I would say like experiment, rewrite your script today when we get off this call, like rewrite your call to action script and try it for the next three or four episodes and see how it's, how it feels. And if anything changes for you and, you know, rewriting call to actions is always an opportunity for us to, um, just get clear on the value that we're really providing people, which is a good exercise anyways.
4: I will rewrite the call to action. I might do it later in the day. It's 4 a.m. here. Oh, right. <laughs> well, good morning. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome.
1: Um, let's see here. Uh, so I don't know if you all saw, I had somebody write in. Um, and it doesn't look like they're here right now, uh, about licensing. So uh, this one, basically we released a vlog a few weeks ago about um, how I've made quite a lot of money from licensing um, past meditations that I made seven years ago to apps and companies, uh, et cetera, that that's like, I've had passive income from work I did seven years ago. Every year, every year that amount of money grows. Uh, I'm in negotiations right now uh, with another app that wants to license a bunch of meditation tracks. And so um, if you already have courses that you've developed and educational content, um, and especially if, if it's produced in a really professional way, uh, more than ever right now, especially because people can't gather together (laughs) for the time being and who knows how long i mean the world may not ever be the same um if you already have content created then you're probably a hundred steps ahead of most of the institutions organizations large companies that are all of a sudden having to do everything online and they have no infrastructure they have nobody that understands online education And they're scrambling to figure out how do we do this? And they're probably producing really terrible courses, content, webinars, etc. And if you already have stuff that is well produced, you're way ahead of the game. And you have an amazing opportunity to reach out to companies and organizations to license what you've created to them, to their staff. Um, and so in the video that you can, you can check out on our YouTube channel or inside of the magic media community is, um, it, there's a, it talks about non-exclusive versus exclusive licensing. I always try to go non-exclusive, which means, uh, I'm simply giving them the rights to use the content or the courses that we've produced. Um, that they can redistribute it to their audience, that they can sell it and make a profit on it. And I can also license it to other companies and organizations. Um, And whereas exclusive would limit who you can uh, license it to, that it would essentially be they get the rights to license it and that's it. Uh, And some companies might want that, in which case you charge five times more money or, or whatever it might be. Um, also with licensing, if they're reselling it, you may have an upfront licensing fee and then um, profit sharing on top of that. Like, there's a lot of different ways and uh, it's been kind of like scrambling around in the dark for me over the years and negotiating these different licensing deals because I couldn't find anybody that was in the same situation, specifically licensing meditations to big apps and companies. Um, and also producing custom stuff for them. Uh, so it's, it's more of like a case by case scenario of whatever industry you're in and who the app is and how big the app is and how many users they have and what value would you place on the thing that you're selling? How much would you charge for it? Uh, for example, a client that we produced a course with last year, she does corporate speaking and she makes, you know, eight to $12,000 a day for her corporate speaking. And we produced a 30 day um, leadership course for her. And she uh, straight out of the gate, she licensed it to uh, a massive company that has thousands of employees. And uh, they were distributing the course to all of their employees to go through and they would do these uh, breakout groups. And and we built a mighty network for, for her course. And they had their own private space inside of the network for this company. Uh, but I think it was it was somewhere between twenty-five dollars and $30,000 that she licensed the course to them for, to give you an idea. Um, I have one company paid me uh, $35,000 to record 12 custom meditation tracks for them. And then they pay me $12,000 a year. Uh, and this is all in Canadian, um, 12 grand a year to maintain the licensing rights for those. So that's like another pricing option. I have, uh, some of the the apps that host my meditation stuff we just do a 50-50 profit share um, Other ones are paying like fifteen hundred dollars per track per year that they license them so there's there's a lot of um there's a lot of ways that you can really capitalize on what you've created um and most of what's being taught out there for online creators like us is You need affiliates, you got to do advertising, uh, and that's I I think there's other ways. And licensing has definitely been the most profitable way for me. It was not something I intentionally got into, it just sort of happened over the years. And every single year, I add at least one or two licensing partners on the roster. Uh, And so, with your courses, um, there's people out there, there's companies, there's institutions that are in your line of work that there must be a way to line up. I mean, Jane, take for you, for instance, if you produce really high level children's nature connection courses, I mean, how many schools out there, how many organizations that do nature connection work could you license that to? Um, and that goes for, for all of us. I mean, there's, I know we've got uh, Neil in our magic mind group. He just produced the most Epic guitar course I've ever seen. Um, you got to check this out. It's, it's unbelievable. What he built, uh, it took him about two years. Um, it's called, um, Oh man, pentatonic, uh, the pentatonic way. So the pentatonic way is, uh, it's, a it's a way to use the chords. It's a very simple way, but man, his, his course is unbelievable. So he just launched that like a week ago, uh, after two years of building it. And I, for him we're like go to guitar shops license to guitar store there's guitar stores there's guitar chains you know people aren't getting together to play in bands and stuff like that right now so like see if you can partner with them go 50 50 all of those guitar stores have customer email lists Uh, the same goes for guitar schools I mean every guitar school right now is closed And they probably don't have the ability or the resources to build an epic online course library And so there's an opportunity to license to them so that they can keep teaching the kids and I mean With licensing, I mean you can essentially you could duplicate Your entire platform and just white label it so they can put their logos on it and You're just a the featured teacher inside of it Like there's a lot of creative ways to approach companies and it really ultimately just takes a day of research to just Google search all of the keywords um, that have to do with your topic, and you just add on the end school, academy, institution, uh, group. And just so it was like guitar schools, guitar academies, and just like create a Google spreadsheet. And you should be able to, if you spent an entire day just researching whatever your topic is and all of the schools and and groups and academies and institutions in that field, you should be able to find a list of a hundred around the world. And then it's just compiling an email, reaching out to them, giving them some samples, building your credibility and uh, letting them know that if they need what you have, that you would love to discuss a licensing partnership opportunity uh, and try to get on a call with them and talk about their needs and then put together a proposal for them. Try to get as much information as you can before you tell tell them a price tag. So that's uh that's the licensing conversation, which is uh it's a pretty deep rabbit hole that you can go down, but it doesn't have to be difficult. Uh, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of places out there. If you already have courses complete, you can get in on that for sure and it will be a welcome gift to a lot of places. Um, any questions while we're on licensing before we, we move forward? All right, let's see here. I have one more question in the community. Okay. Uh, Aaron says, I have recently set up a free community mighty networks and sell a live online birth course, which is a separate private group in the free community. I'm wondering if I should instead create a paid membership for the community and offer it free for a certain number of months for those who take the class. And then after that point, They can switch to a monthly fee to continue in the community. If I make the switch to membership, I will offer a lot more regular content. Thoughts on free versus membership community. I have a lot of thoughts on this topic. (laughs) So, uh, good question. Um, Those of you that have been with Magic Media for a while, uh, you'll remember that... uh, about five months ago we announced a six month experiment to give all of our courses away for free and the community and all that sort of stuff. So we've done that and I've been doing inventory over the last uh, few weeks here. And um, essentially we're so surprised everybody. Uh, It didn't work. Uh, A freemium model was a good idea in theory that we would get more people, that we could provide more value, that we could change more lives. It was really great in theory. But when I look at the numbers, um, there was less conversations. Our, our community engagement actually went down from when people were paying for all of our courses and our membership. Um, our, the number of courses that got launched went down, at least that we we're aware of less people were talking about their progress than before when we had the paid membership. So that was, that was another thing. Um, we didn't have as many people join our paid mastermind uh, to make it a worthwhile shift for us. So that was another, the only win we had is we ended up getting some more, um, client and partnership opportunities, which are, you know, it's one of our most profitable pathways at magic media is, actually working with leaders to do what they do. Um, so for us, uh, you know, this has been, I, I've got a big case study coming out on April 1st that you can all read about this whole idea of giving stuff away for free. And for us, the is moving forward is I would so much rather have a small group of people that are fully dedicated and devoted to the thing that we're all here to do together, then have a diluted community of people that aren't fully in it. And people that are just kind of like wandering in, checking it out, but not actually present. Um, and this was a big lesson for me. You know, we did it with the best of intentions and when we announced it, it was also, it was an, exper- or an experiment I'd been thinking about it for years of like I wonder what would happen if we gave everything away for free and it was You know a little anticlimactic. and that's okay. That's why it was an experiment. I'm glad we tried it and uh, Today it's extremely relevant for me to get to answer this question of like Maybe the free model isn't the best ever. There's a lot of ways to give away free content for us Um, All of our courses like to to stay in alignment with the goal of helping as many teachers that need the help as possible Um, We've uploaded all of our courses to YouTube. They're available right now We've created playlists in the exact order that they're all available Um, but it kind of stops at that and uh, If people want the coaching if they want the mastermind if they actually want to go through the courses download the workbooks Get all of our vlogs and articles and stuff then they have to pay to join the community We're still keeping it affordable um, I'm 92% sure that, uh, as of, um, May 1st, when the switch happens, it's going to be $35 a month. And that's going to include our masterminds that we do, which right now is a separate fee. So it's going to be for 35 bucks a month. We're going to have a community, um, of people that can essentially join the masterminds every two weeks. And if the community gets too big, then I'll just do them every week. I, I enjoy doing this. It's a lot of fun and uh, you'll have access to all the courses and that's, it's just simple. It's very, very simple. Um, and so, yeah, the, the idea of free is it's a good concept. Uh, I would say offering a free trial is great. Let people get in there, let them see what it's all about. Um, but you can also create YouTube videos. You could also have a blog on your website. You can also have a podcast that speaks to your audience like there's a lot of ways to give free value you could have a free signature webinar that you do twice a month that's free like there's a lot of free things that you can do but if you're trying to build um a really solid community of people that are dedicated to the cause and the mission at hand then i would say charging money for that container uh that you're creating because ultimately like uh It requires energy to do what we're doing to build a mighty network and create value on a weekly basis for the people that Are in there Um, and if somebody's not really dedicated, it's uh, From the perspective of the person who's running the container uh, It's pretty deflating to see like people not engaging with your creation with this thing that you're all passionate about Um, so Aaron, do you have any questions based on everything I just uh, shared there? Because I mean, this is this is what you're going through in the present moment. You said a lot of useful info. I'm thinking I'll go membership and give free content on blog and YouTube. Um, cool. And uh, yeah, write write it out. You know, it's it's interesting. You know, we might get. I I think based on how I wrote the uh, case study that comes out next week, I, I spent quite a lot of time thinking about it. Um, and it was really just like three weeks ago, two weeks ago when I I fully committed to the decision to switch back to a paid model, Uh, I, I, thought about it quite a lot and it was just like the one day I was like, okay, it didn't work. I'm just going to like own that it didn't work and now I'm going to own what I really want and an intimate community is way more valuable and it's way more fulfilling I mean, we've been brainwashed by online marketers to want things to be big and bigger. But there's so many ways that um, we can we can offer value and make an income, and it just takes a little bit of creativity and experimentation.
5: Thank you. Yeah, I don't have any questions. I stopped making lunch for a second. <laughs> I'm to focus on both. Um, yeah, I think that what I've been wanting to do because I've been doing mostly in person um, is to go online, and I think this is ultimately a great opportunity to really ramp that up and to create a community that honestly I'll be a little more dedicated to as well um, if it's the membership model because that will be a large basis of, of how I'm reaching people and developing community rather than these in person classes which I can't do from the home.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, it's a worthwhile experiment. And I would say, give your experiment, uh, a concrete number for us. It was six months of trying the freemium. Um, and may 1st will be our six month mark. I've made the decision at the five month mark that we're, we're switching back to a membership model. Um, so for you, whether it's three months or four months or five months or six months, and when you make the announcement to switch things up, um, just be really honest, give your honest reasons. It's an opportunity to um, to just really re-communicate the big why and your reasons for creating the space and your intentions behind it and to identify the people that you want to join you inside of the community. Um, all of that, it's like you've got a great opportunity. And um, I try to... I really try to communicate that as clearly as I could in in the message that'll come out next week. So hopefully that's helpful. I wasn't planning on talking about this today, but uh, you're all the first to know <laughs> what's <laughs> coming down the pipeline. Um, and Ricky asks, how do you change from a free to a paid mighty network? Oh my gosh. It's really confusing. <laughs> I'm going through it right now. Um, let me, I'll make a screen share video if you ask me in about a week from now. Um, Cause I'm still, I'm still like getting to the bottom of it. So shoot me a message in the community in like a week after the announcement goes live. Cause I'm like, I'm a little, I think I've got it figured out, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, it's a lot of work around the messaging. I mean, it's, this has been my full-time gig for the last couple weeks of like getting all the workbooks done auto responders for all of our courses redone so they don't mention prices or freemium changing the websites changing um, the start here pages changing the sales page like so many things have to be changed as a result of making this shift Uh, it'll be worthwhile in the end so I'm not complaining about it but um, and then the actual uh, mighty networks doesn't make it easy because of their arrangement with Apple Uh, it's pretty complicated and weird the way that you have to go about taking your network from free to paid it's there's a bunch of things so I've been working with uh, with the mighty networks team to show me how do you actually do this so that I don't annoy people or screw the whole thing up Um, so ask me in a week and I'll do a screen share video of exactly what I did to make it all happen Uh, would it be easier for some to start a new network? I don't think so. I, I think it's easier to do um, to do what I'm doing. It's just uh, it's it's not straightforward and intuitive what you have to do to set up the the paid network. Um, the The short version is um, you have to create a a new hidden free network. Inside your mighty network so create a new free network. So you go to like get paid you create a new plan You create a free external plan and you keep that hidden and then if you want a grandfather or grandmother Any people into your your new paid community? Then you have to send them an invite to that hidden free plan and then you set up a, uh, an, another external plan, which means it makes your Mighty Network external means your Mighty Network. You set up an external plan that um, is whatever the price tag for your membership is. And then um, with that external plan, when you're ready to go live, uh, you, you switch that on so that it's visible. That then becomes the new plan for your network, and what Mighty Networks will automatically do is it will create a um, an auto-generated free plan under that one, and everybody who's already a part of your your network will automatically be added to that auto-generated free plan, and then the moment you uh, deactivate that auto-generated free plan, uh, everybody who was not grandfather-grandmothered into your your hidden free network that you created essentially will be kicked out of your network and they'll have to pay to get reentry So that's 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 like the gist of it. I'm sorry for everybody that just got confused. <laughs> um uh it actually helped it felt like therapy for to me t- for me to talk through that out loud. So uh if anything that was for my own sanity. <laughs> um okay, so uh last one of the community and then we'll do some popcorn style. Uh, and if we need to, I can go till 1230 today before my next session. So, um, we've got some time. So everybody prepare your questions. And then if you want, if you do have some questions, you can all ask in the zoom chat and then, uh, I can read those and we'll bring you on live. Um, so Beverly, nice to see you. You ask, uh, caught up with being stuck, with wanting to finish your qualifications before beginning your offering, you're in the coaching field and are bringing together many different revolutionary strategies. Well, knowing who you are, Beverly, I have no doubts that that is the truth. Um, And so, um, as far as being stuck, are you're stuck as in you don't know how to move forward before getting the qualifications? Or... um, Tell me, tell me about the situation. What's the stuckness? And you're unmuted.
3: Okay. Well, it's nice to see you again. Great to really see you great. too. It's so long. <laughs> too long. Yeah, way too long. So, um, yeah, I'm in the coaching field now. It's several years of neural movement, which is working with neuroscience, moving the body and interacting with the brain absolutely incredible work and I'm also finishing my training in integrated body psychotherapy and coaching work plus my intuitive work um, and medical intuitive work so I'm bringing all of those things together and I've had a lot of training over quite a few years and just trying to bring it together package it up and make an offering so uh, you know one of the first questions is you have um, a recommendation on how many weeks a course should be and how you go about setting that up.
1: Um, the shortest amount of time to help them get them results and integrate it into their life. I wouldn't say there's a, a magic formula for um, how much time it should take um, and as far as getting it set up um, definitely like the, the courses that we have, um, go, the going mighty course will teach you how to build your mighty network. Um, and it's step-by-step, step. it teaches you all the tech. It walks you through all of the things you should think about before building a mighty network on the type of community you want to have setting up your pricing strategy, uh, setting up your engagement strategy of people coming into the community. Um, that that's a really great one. Um, And uh, yeah, I would say like um, while you're going through the rest of your certifications, now's the time to um, just forward think into the business model that you're going to set up, the overall strategy, um, the marketing strategy, like getting all of those things in place, the brand setting up. Uh, you know you can start i'm sure you can start creating the courses like there's so much work to do you have Mm -hmm. um before you're ready to launch you still probably have several months of work to build the foundation for for what you want to create but it doesn't have to be complicated um i think simplicity is the key on on your offerings and how you structure things um Mm -hmm yeah so uh, as far as like getting it set up do you can you get more specific on on um uh, the question of like which at which part do you want clarity around to get things set up
0: well
3: right now i'm doing coaching one-on-one yeah and so i have limited time and and i'm just looking at going to more of a group coaching yeah. model nice um, and i want to get an offering out there to get more engagement you know I've written a book that's out on Amazon I've, I've got some other things um, in terms of creating credibility but I, I really want to get a course out to introduce people to my work because most people have no idea you know what I have to offer so it serves in an introduction but something really valuable and then that will bring people into a group coaching model. So that's nice. what I'm looking at. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I would say, I mean, if there's one thing I've learned over the years is consistency is the key. So choose a couple modalities, whether it's doing like creating um, a signature webinar series that you offer, or just a simple webinar that gets people familiar with it. Or if it's, um, Creating a vlog or a vlog or a blog whether it's YouTube with video or a blog Whether it's on your website or on something like medium.com Having a way for people to get familiar with you Um, Having uh, having a way to just offer it to as many people when ultimately like When you're just getting started on something not that like you're just getting started You've been on the path for a long time Um, developing these skills Uh, but when you're getting started with a new offering just saying yes to as many opportunities and creating as many ways as you can to share the experience that you can facilitate with people and if that means um, you know asking small pockets of people that you know of like hey would you like to host this experience uh, for a group of five friends And I'm going to facilitate this for you. And it's a hundred dollars for you and your five friends to start or something like that. Like just making a list of all of the people, you know, and, um, and just asking, you know, at this stage, um, you know, the, the getting discovered is a lot harder, which means you have to do the groundwork of just, uh, helping as many people have the experience of working with you as possible, whether those are paid or they're free. Um, cause from there word of mouth will just simply spread it. Mm-hmm. And you know, that is, that's, that is the magic of just being able to, especially like person to person, whether it's via zoom or in person when we're, allowed to go out into public and hug each other again and stuff. (laughs) But, um, you know, like just that person-to-person thing is, it's so much more powerful and it builds, it'll build instant trust if you help somebody have an experience that makes them feel better.
3: Yeah, I I totally agree. And right now it's word of mouth and worldwide i'm not so much known here but i have clients throughout the us and europe right now yeah um but i i just want more volume to create more of a um a presence yeah 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 all of those strategies are very helpful
1: yeah i i think i mean if you've you've got your list of um people in the US and Europe and and all over. I mean, sending out personal emails um, is another great thing of checking in with them, creating a personal touch and connection, just shoot an email to Mm -hmm. the people. And I mean, it's crazy times. Now's a good time to reach out to people um, and also just let them know what you're doing now. uh, And if they'd be interested in booking you for a session, um and you could you know depending on on your own approach and your relationship with the people you could have a price included in that email or just tell them about it and if they're interested you could send them more details or send them a a link to book a session with you um but i would say a personal touch uh Mm -hmm. is reaching out individually to every single person that you have Uh, connected because like for the work you're doing um, it's not going to take a lot of people to build enough momentum to keep you busy for a long time.
3: Mm. Yeah. I feel it's really, this, this is the time where people need this kind of work and what other people are offering along the same lines. Um, Yeah. So necessary. Totally. Thank you.
1: Yeah. You're welcome. Um, And feel free once you get clear on what your path forward, what your strategy is going to be, post that in the community. Cause then um, you can have a bunch of people chime in and we can all brainstorm and continue to refine. Oh,
3: fantastic.
1: So that's your homework is to write out what is your strategy for the next, um, next two weeks, the next three months and the next six months. Mm-hmm and i would say you know for the next 2 weeks to get your schedule full um is is reaching out individually and do that going mighty course okay it's uh you know in if you once you get your account set up in mighty networks if that is the route you decide to go for building your community and your courses and all that sort of stuff um you can binge watch that course and set up your entire network in a day maybe two days uh, and have all the technical pieces in place and, and essentially have your own social network for what you do. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Well,
3: oh, that's exciting.
0: Yeah. I would say go with that. Mm-hmm. Cool.
3: Yeah. I got my word work cut out for me. Thanks.
1: <laughs> You're welcome. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be happy to hear from you.
3: Yeah, thank you.
1: You're welcome. So good to see you.
3: Yeah, great to see you again.
1: So who who here has something you want to work on? Um, You can either post in the chat or those of you that are on video, raise a finger, bring you on. All right, Ricky Frank, come on down. I'm going to unmute you. You're the next contestant. (laughs) Am I on? Yeah, you're on. Come on down.
6: I look different. Um, (laughs) Okay. So I've been spending the last few years learning about the video and sound and all this stuff and building communities and tweaking money networks and building online video platforms. And I'm really struggling partly because my mind just keeps expanding with ideas and possibilities. And like I keep thinking, like, I'm an artist, and I keep thinking of new businesses and new ideas and what if, what if, what if. And I am just struggling to get one small, my dog, one small course from start to finish that I can sell. I've got people subscribing to a video library, but it's $100 a year. It's in 87 members. It's not enough. Yes. So you know i've just been been sitting here writing what is the smallest paid course that i can create next week like i've got to figure out a way to limit myself and and simplify yeah and i'm just struggling I, I almost need help to like like even maybe take a day what can i create in one day start to finish that has paid value to it that's different from anything else i'm doing yeah I'm yeah well,
1: loud as I'm, talking. yeah, well, any of the times that we've created courses, it was to stop it, it was basically a solution to clone ourselves, so the things that we were repeating again and again and again for people um were the re- were the things that motivated us to create a course um so that we didn't have to be a broken record and keep saying the same things. It was like, oh, you have that question, cool, here's our course to go answer that question, so for you um Is there any particular topic or question that you get asked a lot that if you were to create a course, it would provide that solution or that answer um, and you wouldn't have to keep repeating yourself. You could just direct people.
6: So this is a great question because there there are two things. What I'm finding is there there are very specific technical things people want and then there are things that I think they need. And I can show them what they want, but it's I know it doesn't really help them because they don't know how to use it. They yeah. don't know how to think like an artist. They they're just stuck with the tutorial and they can do the tutorial, but it doesn't really help them. So yeah. they're, they're, they're gonna hit a wall. So I'm trying, you know, I'm stuck trying to figure out how do I put my spin on to what I know they need with what they think they need. And then it just starts getting too complicated for me. And like today I'm thinking. I just need to do a very simple technical course to solve one problem and then have part two and here is the inner part of how to use it and just totally separate them and try to make it very very simple
1: i i love it i i I remember (laughs) i think it was a year or a year and a half ago Um, when you joined the Grady course adventure, that was something that was rolling around in your head around creating a course around the mindset and thinking like an artist. Um, and I would say that's, that's a brilliant way to go, um, is to create that course. That sounds like one you could do in a, in a day, maybe two days, maybe a day to map it out and figure out how you want to shoot it and everything like that. But you know, it's, uh, it's how you live. It's how you approach projects. Um, that sounds like a great course that you could make. Maybe and I think could, it would be valuable.
6: Maybe maybe if I just do that, I'll get it out of my system.
1: Yeah. And, and then, then the next idea can come. Well,
6: the next <laughs> idea, or, you know, because what I find is just people, my my audience wants the technical part. Yeah. And so it's like that's not, you know, it's like trying to shove it down their throat. Yeah. Um, so I I feel like I need to figure out how to make them want it.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, a great piece is exactly how you said It's like you can know all of the techni- technical pieces, but you're still not going to make art. You have to understand how to think like an artist, how to approach your work like an artist, and how to make art. So... I think, like, that's a, a powerful sales piece is a, a precursor course. You know, you're essentially building the prequel now.
0: Mm-hmm.
6: Okay. Thank you.
1: Sounds great. You got a mission. I do. Hallelujah. I look forward to seeing your course live in one week today.
6: <laughs> yeah, I don't have anything else to do.
1: <laughs> no pressure. Yeah, you can't, you can't leave the quarantine zone, so why not, right?
6: But I can make a bad course like that and that, will, <laughs> that frees me up to
1: do it. Yeah, so I can do it. Yeah, cool, we'll post a link when you get it live. I can't wait to see it. That was easy.
0: Yeah, for you.
1: <laughs> uh, all right, I see Hannah just asked a question here. So I wanna know how to engage more with our online community. We have over 200 members, yet not many people are using the platform to its fullest potential. How can I facilitate, nurture our community? I have watched your videos and section of nurturing the community and the eCourse adventure. Um, okay, so at least three things that come up for me. Um, one is, if you have not gone through our Going Mighty workbook, do the Going Mighty workbook. Uh, there's a lot of questions in there around uh, community engagement and um, essentially creating your your plan and your code of ethics and your code of conduct and uh, so that's that's one thing. Uh, two is is your start here section really awesome? Um, like giving people a tour. And like if you go through our start here section, it's something I'm I'm constantly tweaking. And I'm, next week I'll be doing another overhaul of the start here section to help people get oriented. Uh, third is um, your start like essentially the first thirty days that somebody joins your network, you should have a really dope autoresponder series that is um, giving them the best of the best of the best of what you have. Um, and then the fourth thing, which uh, once we shift our network, uh, this has worked tremendously in the past, um, and we're going to start doing it a lot more uh, almost monthly, is uh, challenges, community games. So like, we're going to be doing uh, almost monthly get shit done games. Uh, <laughs> we used to like our our um, engagement rates would go up four or five times their normal rates when we do challenges um, and you can give away coaching you could give away i mean we've given way up to 2500 dollars for one prize in the past um, for people to create their courses in 10 weeks so um, community challenges you don't even have to, you don't have to give away money but you could or you just give away other things you can get sponsors to donate prizes Uh, I would say, like, number one thing is let's just come up with an idea right now. What is one challenge, whether it's like a seven-day challenge or a 30-day challenge, that you could give your community um, that would get those 200 members excited to come and participate?
5: Huh. Um,
1: And what's your community about?
5: We are an online um, plant medicine integration community.
1: Okay. Okay. Cool. Are you working with Julia? Yeah. Okay. Sweet.
5: Yeah. yeah. Okay. So basically, Julia and I are both on here right now, and um part of my my work helping and supporting Julia on her project on our on, on Afterplant is to start engaging the community, start bringing more community members in, um, start getting people to post, start getting people to introduce themselves. So we have Julia has already done an amazing job at like making an introduction video having auto responding like um, emails to people that sign up and right now I'm, I'm just looking for tweaks of how to engage people even more in what we're doing good so, idea so okay behind. yeah please,
1: you go. Go no me. you go no you go no, no. <laughs> no this is my problem i just always want to jump in you go first tell me let's lay down the full context
5: oh i was just going to say i think that starting to do community challenges um like Julie does a great job too of like asking questions every couple, you know, every week or so asking a question of the whole community or offering an, um, an integration call or, or Mm. things like that. And so, but like an actual challenge, that's like a call to action. Like this is what the challenge is. If you do it, this is what happens. Let's go. Yeah. We could do something that's even more specific than that to really start. I I call it like, I want to like go in there and kind of be a jitterbug and just start like, Getting people to, to interact totally. You know?
1: Yeah, how about this? Is just like the first one that popped into my brain. Um, the title, working title, "Stories from the Universe." Share your most profound plant medicine experiences. Oh,
0: yeah, okay. I mean,
1: I've I've got I've got so many that you know <laughs> when we get around a campfire, I get to like I get to share some of them. But I mean, yeah. for people in your community, that would be the perfect story for like. Sh- Stories from the universe, share your most profound plant medicine experiences and then figure out a prize of like, you know, all submissions, um, you know, here's how you submit. So basically, if you watch our adventure log thing, you could do something similar that people could just post an article in the community. Um, They could post an image from that journey if they have a picture of themselves on that particular ceremony or after that ceremony or, or artwork that they created as a result of that ceremony and just get your community to submit their stories. And then all of a sudden everybody's going to be coming in to read each other's stories. And you can, the culture is going to get denser and stickier for people.
5: Yeah. Um, just here. We just want people see it. In the, yeah. We want people yeah. in there sharing. And that's what we, that's what the Afterplant is. It's like the fire for our yeah. community right now, because we, it's like the fire circle because yeah. we're all, socially distanced <laughs> Yeah. Um, you know and even before then um, you know that it's kind of like these small communities all over the world and we're trying to create this fire of an online community that we can all come around and share and support and love one each other, one another and, and meet other people that are on a similar journey
1: yeah stories are the best the best um, cool. so that's that's one challenge idea um, you know, you could give them 10 days to write their, I would say like limit the window of like, you, you know, everybody's on lockdown. So give them 14 days and you could even let them submit as many stories as they want. Um, you'll need to come up with a, a loving way to, um, to judge their stories. Cause really you're not judging, you're, <laughs> you're creating a space for people to share their stories. Yeah. Um, yeah but maybe whoever gets the most likes or cheers, uh, might win a prize or something like that. Um, and then also be featured, but you could figure out what the prize might be. Um, you know, maybe it's like sending them some plant medicine on the black market or something like that. Don't no, actually do that. No, that's no. probably <laughs> them right. You don't, the that's right. We only, yeah. we, you
5: know, we only support <laughs> integration. Uh, yeah.
1: Okay, good, so good. So great. don't do okay, that. So bad idea. That was a bad idea. Let's just go with the first part of the idea.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I'd say um, your uh, the two of you. Your homework is to come up with at least ten challenges that you can do over the coming months. Right. Um, and the thing that makes a challenge successful is you've got a very clear container. What is the thing? So if they're writing their plant medicine stories. Uh, is a 750 words it is a thousand words how many words I would encourage both of you to write your most profound plant medicine ser- uh, stories and see how long they are um, and uh, you know what what are the stipulations like when we've done uh, in the past e-course games is like we have ten weeks you have to update your adventure log once a week during the, the course of the competition in order to qualify for the cash prize at the end um, Oh, what else was there? So yeah, there's, there's a clear creative container. How many words, what the topics about, et cetera. Um, There's a clear deadline of you must submit your story by X date. Um, There's uh, things that you're looking for, for the, we'll just say judging, but it's not judging. You can come up with a better word than judging. I think Um, just
5: having people comment on it or something. Yeah. A good way.
1: Yeah. Most um, likes, most mm -hmm. likes and comments. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, just like getting people in and maybe as the f- stories are being featured over that two week period, like every few days, send out an email sharing, um, sharing stories and uh, like, hey, so-and-so, so-and-so submitted this story, check it out. And remember, you still have 10 days to submit your story. So that could really um, spark some engagement.
5: Okay. Great.
1: Yeah. So, you, cool. you know, essentially in your mighty network, you'll create a post. Uh, and if you go into like our community challenges topics, you can see some of the ways that we've done our announcements for the e-course games in the past. Um, and uh, yeah, you can just get an idea of like how we do the announcements and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but I, I think this, like, this will definitely increase engagement and when you do it just as a case study, I would love you to, write, uh, like a short, just like, here's where our engagement was. And then we tried this and here's what happened. I would, I would just love to personally know, um, how this goes for you. Uh, and then consistency. So at the end of the challenge, let people know, uh, we'll be making our announcement for our next community challenge in X number of days or weeks, you know, in three weeks, we're going to announce the next challenge sort of thing.
5: Yeah, and and do it.
1: (laughs) Uh, And then, again, like the first few things that I said, review your Start Here section. Is it clear? Is it easy for somebody that has no idea what a Mighty Network is to come in and be fully integrated with what's available there? If it's not, redo the Start Here videos, redo that. Uh, The next is the autoresponders in the first 30 days. Are you giving people the best chance to fully get to know the full intention and what's available in the community? Mm -hmm. Um, Those are two great places to to really dive into I'm redoing all that again which will go live next week (laughs) for like the five millionth time
5: (laughs) great woohoo perfect yay so much
1: you got a mission
5: got a mission got some directions Uh, some goals
1: awesome yeah you're welcome good luck uh, Ricky asked would you do the challenges before or after changing over from free to paid um, I mean for us we're gonna do it after the paid um, but uh, for you I mean whatever is the most fun if it feels right like if you're gonna go paid in two months from now then maybe you want to do a challenge now rather than later challenges are great for everybody's communities whatever you're doing I mean it could be a meditation challenge it could be um, a journaling challenge it could be For us, it's like course creation challenges. One that we're going to be doing coming up, uh, when we go through the switch in the next month or so is going to be a vlogging challenge to submit a vlog. Um, there's lots of different things that's, that you can do challenges around in your topic and, and I highly, highly recommend it. It's guaranteed to increase engagement, especially if you got some sort of juicy prize at the end. But even like, even so in communities, a lot of the time pride is a great prize. Um, but really like having a real thing that they can win is a good motivator. Okay. Um, anybody else have a question or thing that they want to work on? We've got about seven minutes to, uh, to wrap up and then I've got to jump on another coaching call.
7: Anybody? Um, I have a question, but it might be on the technical side.
1: Okay. We can, let's see where we go.
7: Okay. Um one of the first uh courses I did ever um using a different platform, E uh ThinkIFIC, was um um an exam preparation tool. Yep. Where because I'm a coach in this um uh software development or product development framework, that's pretty much the leading one by and, and and the majority has about 90% of the market in terms of Agile. And um, many of the courses in this framework are depending on a role or so, like product manager, scrum master, things like that. Yep. In order to be certified, the people in that, in that role, they have to take uh, a course and then an exam. My tool helps them pass that exam, whichever one it is. it's about eight of them out there by giving them something that mimics the real exam plus plus quizzes Hmm. to help them prepare for the exam. It gives them a score, gives them the correct answers, things like that. It's interactive. So that's on a different platform, Thinkific, and it is pretty much a website. Yep. My question is, uh, um, it's not really in Thinkific, it's in this quizzing tool, but I can call it, I can launch it within Thinkific in one of the chapters or what do you call them?
1: Um, modules or whatever. Like yeah.
7: Can I do something similar like that with Mighty Networks?
1: Um, yeah. Okay. you. So uh, you could definitely, I've seen a lot of people transfer over from Thinkific. Uh, are you basically the quizzing tool? Or are you just embedding it into yep. Thinkific so that it's okay. embedded? So yeah, um, you can embed code into Mighty Networks for sure. Um and I would encourage Excuse
7: that Excuse me, it's not code though, where there's no interaction, it just runs itself within this is an interactive what you can interact with it within ThinkGiving. So Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, so I've seen um I know Paulo uh who's here right now, he wow put a quiz builder inside of his Mighty Network. Um, I, I would say like before you, uh, before you go all in on Mighty Networks, I would um, take the bit of code that you have, like set up a free account inside of, uh, inside of a Mighty Network, and basically just go create a post in your Mighty Network, like go create an article, um, and then, um, where is it? Oh maybe it's no, you have to you have to do a course. Send oh no. Yeah, send me send me the code. I'll I'll test it on one of our courses. Um, shoot me an email at Bradley at and I will try embedding it into one of our courses and I'll take a screenshot of what I get and then that'll give you an idea of whether it'll work or not.
7: Bradley with an L E Y?
1: Uh, yeah, I just posted the, my email in the uh, in the, the chat here.
7: Could you also point me to the guy who did that? Who was doing that?
1: Paulo, he's right here. Yeah, he just came uh, on camera. Yeah, there, as far as I know, there's a few different
0: things you can embed in in uh, Mighty Networks, but not anything. But uh, anything that comes from certain uh, places, like Typeform, is the place I use for that. Uh, that little. Uh, uh, interactive okay. thing I put on there. So if you if you go to typeform.com, you know whatever you can do there, you can put it on Mighty Networks and it works pretty well. Okay. And there's other things too. There's I think Google. There's stuff from Google uh, Documents that you can put on there and other services too. Okay. So it's, there's quite a bit you can do. You have there. a
7: website where you're doing something like
0: this. I. Uh, don't I think have I have any
7: possibly, right now. Oh, okay. All right. Thank you. I'll follow up. Sounds great. I form and I'll send you an email. Thanks.
1: Awesome. Yeah, I look forward to hearing from you, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, I can help. Okay. Lovely. Well, I've got. Uh, does anybody have a one-minute question that we can take before we part ways today? Hopefully, uh, hopefully everybody's got at least one to 10 takeaways and action steps to implement into what you're doing. Um, I'm always amazed at, you know, how many people we can get through in an hour and a half, that's always fun. And, uh, going once, twice. All right. That's it for today. Thank you so much, everybody really appreciate you coming out and, uh, wishing you all the best as we're in our quarantine retreats. <laughs> Hopefully it's productive and inspiring for all of you. Um, cause that is definitely the energy we want to be putting out into the world right now. It's a lot of crazy. Let's not be that. <laughs> all right.
0: Stay blessed everybody. Take care.